help you uh, resolve. So my name is Matt Wicks. I am the Chief Robotic Solutions Architect for Honeywell Intelligrated, Honeywell Robotics. A um, little bit about me. Uh, I am uh, 25 years-ish, maybe a little north of that at this point in the logistics industry. Um, been doing conveyance and sortation solutions pretty much my entire career. Um, very familiar with warehousing and distribution. Also spent a significant portion of my career in the manufacturing space. So seeing a lot of robotics in that manufacturing space and how those robots are now transitioning into more in uh, e-commerce in order fulfillment and warehousing and distribution. So quick, before we get started, a quick show of hands here. So how many like end users do we have in the audience? So like you're, you would deploy a robotic in solution? We got a couple. How about robotic integrators? Got a couple. Robotic manufacturers? Okay, all right. Um, okay, so let's talk about some of the challenges we have here in the industry. Uh, this probably comes as no surprise to at least some of the end users in the audience about the challenge with labor being available for the jobs in uh, these distribution centers. Uh, a lot of these locations are located, a lot of the distribution centers are located in um, uh, remote areas, and they're really tr struggling to find the amount of labor to fulfill the jobs that, uh, that are required to run these facilities. There's also a trend in the, in, the, um, in the field here of moving more distribution into urban areas, and so as more manufacturers, or more, sorry, more distributors are in these urban areas, we see a pool of resources being um, sucked away. And uh, people are very fickle about going to different suppliers, and so it becomes a challenge for uh, companies to maintain that labor or keep that labor. Um, so if you've ever done any work in the warehouse, it's, it is not the greatest job. Um, it's, it's difficult work. Um, and so you tend to find people wanting to go and find other jobs that aren't as um, uh, injury prone or as laborious as the warehouse workers are. Um, and then there's also some, some um, government policies uh, recently that uh, have been uh, choking off some of the supply of Im immigrant labor, which is also contributing to uh, what we're seeing here in the market. So challenges. It costs a lot of money to bring these people on board. Um, I'm gonna talk to you about a couple of robotic solutions coming up, but in order to develop those robotic solutions, we actually needed labor to help us develop them. And we struggled mightily, or continue to struggle mightily, finding those resources. And so it cost us a lot of money in just management time when that, those, those folks turn over. It's not just a, the, the time of bringing those individuals back, but all of the wasted energy that we put into it. Um, a lot of these jobs are very, they are very injury prone. Some of our solutions, we've actually had end users coming to us specifically to address the injuries that they are seeing with their, their teammates or their employees. Not talking about ROI at all, which was just staggering to hear. Um, very repetitive, re repetitive operations, and I'll show you a couple of those in a little bit. Um, and then the, the wages. So now we're starting to see wages increase to try to keep that labor going, um, which is also a, a pain point for, um, for our end users. 
So consumer demand. We all recognize that there's a shift going on in the industry transitioning from a traditional brick and mortar to this new, new society where we buy everything online, we need next day delivery, next hour delivery, and um, that's causing a lot of shift in, in the labor, labor pool, causing a lot of additional pressure for our end users. Increasing, and also increasing volumes too. So it's a matter of how do you maintain those volumes and how do you expand your business um, without having that available labor. So this is a little bit of an eye chart, but I thought it was interesting. Um, we talk about um, the amount of uh, jobs that are, or the, the unemployment rate, but so over the next, from 2018 to 2028, we're expecting to see 2.4 million positions go unfulfilled. So that means lost productivity, lost um, uh, service to your end customers. This is, a, this is a big pain point. So this is in the manufacturing space, but a similar, um, a, a similar story applies to the warehousing and distribution space. So think about this from an end user perspective. If you can't find these people, what happens to your business? It's, it's gonna shrink. It, there's, there's, a, there's a challenge that we all need to recognize is that if your business is gonna continue to grow, you need to be able to figure out a way to address this gap. So this is an interesting, so this is Jeff Bernstein, he's the president of the Robotic Industry Association. Um, has a lot of insight into what, uh, um, what's happening out there in the world. And I thought this was a very appropriate quote to put in here. Firms inability to stay competitive, not robots is the biggest threat to the jobs. And we, it's easy to, to, to pick on the robots here, but the, but the really, the, the issue here is, is that firms need to be able to stay competitive and that's where robotic technology can come into play. So, let's talk a little bit about robots. Seems like, okay, the low-hanging fruit, right? So let's talk about a couple of solutions and how they're addressing the issues with labor. So this is a robotic sorter induction. So um, a lot of the uh, post and parcel companies as well as some other companies uh, use tilt tray sorters, cross belt sorters to sort their products, their flats. Um, to get these products onto the sorter, it's a manual process. Historically this has been like uniquely human labor to go do. It's finding those items, finding that label, and setting it onto the, the induction or the trays. So this is a robotic solution, and actually we're showing this in our, our booth as well. This is, a, this is an older one, but we're showing an updated version of it in our booth, of a robot that uses computer vision, machine learning, AI, to be able to find the items within a chute, so this is bulk items. Also finding the labels on those products, and then setting them on the induction belt or flipping them over so that the labels are facing up. Again, people are really good at this stuff and people are good at like doing multiple different tasks here. Like finding that label seems like a piece of cake for all of us here, but making a robot do this and do this at the speeds that we need is not, it's a non-trivial problem.
I'll let this play out. So here we're just showing boxes, but the solution actually can handle things like polys, jiffies, flats, those kinds of things. So here's another solution that we have, which is a robotic truck and loader. So how many of you have like been inside of a truck and loaded or unloaded a truck? Yeah. So how many of you like that job? <laughs> right, nobody raised their hand. Yeah, it's, it's a really rough job. And so we've developed this robotic unloader to be able to uh, get those people out of, the, out of the trailer, get them on the dock door, run a couple of these robots on the dock door, and let this thing unload those trailers. So this unit um, has a, it's, it's actually, it's a, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm biased here, but it's a pretty cool piece of technology. It's, it's, um, it's an autonomous vehicle, it's a mobile manipulator. It's got an articulated arm with vacuum cups and a conveyor that moves up and down as an articulating conveyor. And you can sweep up products or pick products and it pulls it through the machine and discharges it out through the back end of the machine. I thought I've got a video. So instead of me waving my hands, you can watch the video. So this is an example of triaging, or not triaging, but getting the truck ready to go. The really simple user interface to go and place the truck inside of the trailer. The operator then hits go. Machine drives into the trailer, finds the products, picks the products, sets it onto its conveyor and digests it through and discharges it out the back end of the unit. We have lots of affectionate names for this machine. <laughs> I think one of my favorite is the Cookie Monster, you know, it's just gobbles, gobbles of product. <laughs> yeah, so this is the back end of the unit that's just discharging the product inside of the facility. So this is a sweeping operation. You'll see how the machine um, essentially just sweeps up the product and again, discharges it through the throat of the machine. What's cool about this actually is it handles a wide variety of different products. So um, large boxes, small boxes, anything from a shoe, shoe box size up to like a washing machine size. Uh, um, all things that people are doing and unloading in the, this in the trailers. And again, this is a really, this is a very high injury um, job. Um, I, I was talking with one of my colleagues here uh, who, who's working on the development of this machine and they were talking about loading the trucks and they're talking about the bruises that they're getting on their legs when they're going and, and loading, up the, loading up the trailer walls. So there's another one, robotic order fulfillment. So this is each picking. So this is, a, this is actually a pretty cool technology too. It uses a soft robotic gripper. So uh, it uses a computer vision coupled with a soft robotic gripper to be able to find items with inside of a tote. And those items then are picked and placed on, into um, a good style robot station. I think I got a video for this as well. What's really cool here, and I just should stop saying that, but interesting is that um, the gripper itself is very compliant, and so when you have a wide variety of different objects, it, uh, you know, like you, when you grasp something with your hand, your hand wraps around that object. Same with this gripper. It's soft enough to be able to comply around those objects, which contributes to its success in picks. And that coupled with computer vision to go find out where those objects are inside of the tote is um, a way to uh, improve 
productivity in the, in the warehouse. So it should be said that this doesn't necessarily handle all products, right? There's still things that robots just don't pick or don't pick particularly well. So this is a way to put a robotic technology into place to augment the people that are already doing this job. So it's not necessarily completely replacing all of that labor. So solutions bridge the skills and technology gap. So this is some, so, so when I put together this presentation, I started to make some connections here about um, the robotic solutions and how there's other things that are happening here to help us bridge the gap from like the labor that you can find or the maintenance staff that you, you, you can uh, or you have to be able to adopt these technologies. So I showed you the truck and loader. So we have, we created a virtual reality training module. Let me play this. Oh great, Scott, so maybe you can turn that down. I think this is some crazy music. No, turn it down. <laughs> can you turn it down? So with our ability to automate and put these robotic technologies in place, our ability to actually retrain this workforce is increasing at or faster than our ability to create the automation. So you think about YouTube, you think about these kinds of technologies like VR. So an operator can actually, so can put one of these, these VR glasses on, headsets on, and actually work through the training of the truck unloader, like getting it positioned inside of the truck, they can run through different modules. Um, it actually performs tests. It's got some videos for them to watch. Again, if you're taking those individuals out of that trailer, you need to have the ability to then transition that workforce into using the technology. So one, the technology's gotta be built so that it can be easy to use. But then two, things like this can really help our end customers be able to transition from um, transition that workforce in a more effective and uh, efficient manner. And also you like, you bring somebody off the street that's never seen one of these before. Here, throw on these glasses, go through these training modules, and you're off to the races. It's actually really cool when you wear the headsets. Okay. So this is another one. So when we talk about robotic technology, we think about the, the labor doing the actual work, but there's also the maintenance aspect that we need to consider here. So you put in robotic technology, you, you can't necessarily have a PhD on staff to be able to maintain it and support it. So we've got a product that actually is called TechSite, and this TechSite is, it uses a, a headset that allows the maintenance staff, the images that the maintenance staff sees, very, it's hands-free, um, to be shown at our tech support site. So our tech, technicians that are 24-7, 365, can actually see in real time the maintenance team do, doing the work. They can see what the maintenance staff is actually doing. Not only can they see what the maintenance staff is doing, but they can also take and project the like drawings, schematics, troubleshooting guides back to the end user. So we have all of the drawings for a particular machine, like a, the truck unloader. Um, 
they can project that to that, the, the technician while he's doing the, the troubleshooting. Make that process much more efficient. Yeah, so I, 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 I jumped ahead here. So this is the user view. Fast issue resolution is essential for maximizing uptime. And your maintenance teams are the front line of defense. But as many DC operators know, it's not easy to find, train, and retain qualified technicians. Introducing TechSight Smart Glasses, a hands-free live video and audio platform that gives your technicians access to our support experts. With secure networking and augmented reality overlays, TechSight allows for guided step-by-step -step instruction and greater DC connectivity. If you're ready to limit downtime and enable real-time access to the industry's premier service network, TechSight can help you bring fast issue resolution into view. I know that's a little commercially, I apologize for that, but nonetheless, I think it's a cool tech that I, I, I can see how this is going to help transition companies into a more modern um, workforce. So this is just an image of the actual, the, the uh, expert side. So this is what we'll see at the other end of the, uh, the, uh, other end of the glasses. So we can pull up the image, what the, the, the maintenance staff can see, as well as those images. We can do tele-illustration um, right back to the user. Um, another, another piece is our, our workflow solutions, our, our guided workflows. So, um, Pictolite's been out there for a while, and we have a product which is it's, it's basically a voice-directed uh, maintenance and guided workflow. So, instead of just directing picking operations, which I think is what this slide is about, it also can direct end users into how to do troubleshooting on your robotic technology, or doing preventative maintenance, walk you through step-by-step step, um, the process, and it has a, an interaction between what the uh, workflow is and um, what the, when the user completes certain actions, they, they speak back to the solution. Um, so this is the, the, the preventative maintenance inspection. Um, like I said, it's, it's the ability to be able to walk through these things using voice. Welcome to Honeywell Inspection. To continue, say ready. Ready. Password? One, two, three. Engine number? Papa 5537, ready. Take photos all around the engine. Ready. Logbook received with engine? Yes. Is there customer hardware? Yes. Speak a description of the customer hardware. Generator harness. Shipping container type? Honeywell. DMM serial number? 1613, ready. External damage? Yes. Take pictures of the external damage. Ready. Is any hardware missing? Yes. Speak a description of the missing hardware. Oil cooler. TSO certificate available? Yes. Any incoming observations? Yes. Speak your additional observations. Oil leak. Unit condition? Dirty. Wiring harness condition? Normal wear. Inlet plenum condition? Dirty. Inlet screen condition? Dirty. Pneumatic ducting condition? Damaged. To inspect line replaceable units, say ready. Ready. Part? 214. Leak valve. Serial number? 483. Ready. Part? 238. Search valve. Serial number? Unreadable part. Part? 
550. Temperature control valve. Serial number? 78401. Ready? Heart? No more. Is fuel control missing? No. You must inspect. All right, I'm going to call it. <laughs> but you get the idea. So it was a jet engine, right? And so uh, the same kind of technology can be applied to an automation system. Um, even some of those systems that are non-automated, we've even seen, uh, or not non-automated, but like not even logistics systems. Um, we've seen some interest in using this guided workflow to help um, like cleaning procedures on um, food manufacturing equipment. You know, walk them through step by step. So this, this technology has um, uh, used way beyond just using it in the, the robotic space. So this last example here is about mobile robotics. So mobile robotics, we look around the show here, you see it quite pervasive. Um, you use it in a lot of different locations in the, in the warehouse. Uh, a lot around addressing that, uh, um, that transportation of goods in cluttered or, or um, environments that not necessarily lend itself towards fixed automation. So what this is is uh, actually integrating that voice technology was just talked about into uh, AMRs. So we can actually drive the robot with the voice when the picking operation is done. So we have a live demo of this in our booth as well. So we can we command the picking so the, the voice picking happens, puts it to the shelf when that shelf that items are all fully picked. The, the, the individual directs that robot and says, hey, come pick this thing up and drop it off into the, uh, the packout station. So here's an example of him actually doing the picking. And what this does really is leaves the uh, pickers in the area so they can be more productive. They're not productive when they're just transporting these goods throughout the facility. So this is a confluence of actually several different technologies. Uh, like I said, the voice, the AMR, um, our, uh, our uh, momentum software. So key takeaways. So robots are becoming an essential piece to free up that labor. So for the, that labor to be headed into more higher value work. Uh, automation is essential to stay competitive. Uh, robotic solutions and other technology being used to support uh, the transition workforce. Right? These, it's not just about the robotic technology, it's about other technologies that are being brought to bear that can be enablers to um, uh, and remove those barriers for implementing robotic technology. And then we're doing uh, operations today in three key ways, augmenting the available labor force. So that's where I was talking about like the each picking collaborating with your workforce, so the voice directing the AMRs, and then those other things bridging that technology gap, the, the tech site being able to help the maintenance staff be able to transition the, uh, the automation solutions um, into your facilities. And that's all I have. <laughs> Thank you. I think we've got a couple of minutes for questions. There you go. Uh, so our business is very peaky. So when we talk about people labor, I'm really asking people to talk about all the time. How do you see automation helping out with that? Which makes it a little challenging. 
Yeah, I think, I think that's actually where the labor needs to come into play because at least where we are right now with the state of the industry, a lot of applications is very difficult to achieve human-like performance in certain applications. It's just a tough problem. Maybe we'll get there, um, but the way I see a lot of these applying is like the other 45, 48 weeks of the year. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's where I think a lot of this would be played. And then on those two, three, four weeks towards the end of the year, uh, you backfill with the available, available labor. That is the challenge. Yeah, yeah. Well, then the other thing too is, so you deploy this robotic technology, it, it's still, you don't necessarily mean, need to have so many other people. But it still is an issue, right? We're working on it. <laughs> Any other questions? Going once, twice? All right, thank you very much, appreciate it.